It's like if Data and R2 had a love child, and that love child was a fucking dickhead. I'm Sam. The black hole wasn't the only thing that sucked. I'm Jackie. Hey, it's better than Interstellar. I'm Justin, and this is the black hole on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Yuki! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! Uh, you guys didn't like my sick burn right there. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go after Ad Astra. Oh, that too. Because <laughs> well, I, mean, I just screwed up my end of the podcast when you asked me if we should do this or don't. I'm like, well, it's better than Ad Astra. Yeah, I actually think Ad Astra is better than Interstellar. So <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. Barely. It's better than both of those movies. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Black Hole from 1979. Uh, Disney massive production starring uh, Anthony Perkins. Uh who else we got? Robert Forrester. Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Slim Pickens. Yvette uh, Mamau. Who? Yvette Mamau. Um, right. That's the gal. Oh, yes. Starring her. The gal with the nice <laughs> butt. That's her. And the mom hair. <laughs> they did that on purpose. Oh, they did. So because it was too hard to fucking fake the anti-gravity with her hair flopping around. So they oh, just gave yeah. her a fucking rock solid perm. Right. Now that yeah. makes sense. Good for them. Good good technique right there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jackie, this is your first viewing of The Black Hole, which is kind of surprising because it was kind of a staple for me. But I liked space movies when I was a kid. I still do. Um, but maybe it was a different uh, vibe at the Jackie residence. I just... I never even heard of this movie. Really? Huh? Yeah. I mean, because we watch space movies because we watch like Tron. Yeah. Sci-fi Tron. movies. Another Disney movie. That, Not a yeah. space movie No, but at all. it's science fiction. Science sure. fiction. Uh, and we watch Star Wars and, yeah. you know, um, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just, I was never into space and I'm still not. Sure. But you are into Disney because you're a Frickin' communist, uh, worshiping the evil corporation and its uh, demagogue Mickey Mouse. I don't um, I'm not... think the communists want to be associated with Disney at this point. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just, I'm just throwing out shit, yeah. hate speech because I fucking hate Disney. But um, the thing is, is that I I loved Disney when I was a kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as I become adult, and they really bastardized a lot of the my childhood memories by like rebooting and. They weren't the ones that made Gem and the Holograms, just so you know. It no, wasn't them. <laughs> but, like, I loved Sleeping Beauty. It was always my favorite movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then when they started making the Maleficent tales and just over-commercializing her, yeah. I was like, eh. and, and all the live-action shit, because yeah. Sleeping Beauty. There was also a live... No, that was Cinderella. Or was there a, a, a live-action... Cinderella? Cinderella. Yeah. With uh, Jerry Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, Cinderella did get a, a live action, so yeah. did Aladdin and right. The Lion King. Right. And then Sleeping Beauty turned into um, the Maleficent series. Right. And yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, it's got Angelina Jolie in it, and that's enough for me. Um, Sam, why don't you tell us everything you know about the black hole? Uh, this is the very first time the P got put in front of the G for Disney. Oh, f- just for Disney, but not in general. Not in general, no, but Disney had never done a 
non-general audiences film before this one. Which is kind of strange because I wonder if there's some uh, Temple of Doom shit there where the genre or the, the rating wasn't there before. Kind of like the comics code because we just, Jackie and I just watched Swiss Family Robinson. It's a pretty violent movie for a G. You know, yeah. I, I would say PG. I, I I wouldn't let I wouldn't let a five year old watch it. Give him nightmares. He kills a man. That's fine. He they kill a bunch of dudes. He just doesn't say damn or hell. Right. Which is said in this movie. PG. Yeah. Right. Right. I mm. mean, even like, well, I mean, like uh, the thing with uh, Roberta, like there's some pretty heavy rape implied. Like it doesn't happen. But like you can't let the pirates have that woman. You got to pretend she's a boy so they don't have any interest because in, they're going to do bad things to yeah. her. Like. It's probably PG, so I'm wondering if if PG was fairly new at this point in time. I don't think so, but either way, they say two bad words, and you can kill people. Right. Just watch your fucking mouth. Right. Yeah, you fucking dicks. Yeah. MPAA, (laughs) saving uh, Tipper Gore's conscious movie at a time? I don't know who's... I want to know if the guy from Psycho, if he had done Psycho before he did this movie. Well before. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I started by saying 1979's Black Hole. And yes, I didn't reference when Psycho was but many, 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 many moons before this. What is Psycho, 59? No, I thought it was in the 60s. 60, I'm not it's sure. It's early 60s, so, late 50s. Who the fuck cast that guy to be in a kid's movie? Well, this isn't a kid's movie. It's not a kid's it's movie. Got, it's PG. It's PG, dude. They say hell and damn. Yeah, they're like, we got to bring in hard-edged Robert Forrester mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to swear a little bit. Get yeah. some, you know, blood mm. flowing in the adults. <laughs> the passion. The passion. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's also the, the last two films that featured a pre-film overture, mm. the sit-down music, this and uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture. Yes, and I actually really enjoy that sequence. Uh, that I mean, th- th- I'll I'll be honest here. John Barry did a good job with the with the theme. The placement of the theme I don't think is really his fault. There's some pretty inappropriate moments when the theme plays, but I thought the theme was good. Yeah, it's well composed music. Uh, that fucking Star Trek The Motion Picture theme though, dude, it's killer. Yeah, I mean, it became the theme to TNG. It was that good. Yeah. Well, not to mention that he also did all the music in Somewhere in Time. Oh, John Barry. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, true. that's true. Um, And I I bought that album several times. I love it. Yeah, you can't you stop know, talking about it. You know what else John Barry did? One of the most recognizable pieces of music on the uh, planet. Break into Electric Boogaloo. No, oh. the 007 theme. Oh, right, right. right oh. Right, right. That's, that's how big they were swinging at the fence. Disney was swinging at the fences with this one. Mm-hmm. They brought in everything except a movie. <laughs> Uh, so it starts out with two writers, Bob Barbish and Richard Landau, who I think Landau, they, they were given credit for story by, I think at the beginning of this. Yeah, I think so. This script's going to get rewrote eight times. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but they come in, this is before in 1974, before Star Wars even happens, but they weren't trying to do, well, we should do this science fiction epic picture. They're like, you know, these disaster movies are hot as shit right now. Mm -hmm, We mm -hmm. could do one in space. Sure. Okay. And uh, Ron Miller is the head of Disney at that point. It's like, fucking A, man. I bet we could do that in space. That's probably a great way to, you know, get a space movie going. Is Because uh, at this point, space movies are shit at the drive-thru. And it is shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like the last movie that plays in a, th- in a triple feature is in space at the drive-thru. I can't even name a, a 70s space movie before Star Wars. 
Uh-huh. Well, the one that in, the one that uh, really sort of inspired all of them, including Star Wars. Uh, also, uh, Space Odyssey's before Star Wars. I said seventies. Oh, yeah. Movie before Star Wars. Silent Running was the one, and that's yeah. like seventy one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know exactly when, but um. Anyway, Winston Hibbler, who's a big deal in Disney as well, gets brought in to sort of caretake the project. He was the producer on all of those nature things that Disney did. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. if you go far enough back, he actually wrote the screenplays for Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Uh, so they're company already... Man. Yeah, well, the, you got the head of the company bringing in the company man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to uh, run this project. They're like, oh, yeah, we can do a disaster picture. Well, things cool off. They decide to rewrite it. All of a sudden, it just kind of gets shelved. So I wonder what the it, it what that originally would have been. Would it have been in like the Poseidon Adventure. Yes. Like, okay, so there's a touristy type boat in space that gets sucked into a black hole, it's and everybody a, it ends up turned upside down. Yep. And Ernest Borgnine has to be there. They were basically just going to put this Poseidon Adventure in space. Okay. All right. And then uh, later on, all of a sudden, there's this scientific phenomenon called the black hole that some other asshole's like, oh, it's got to be in the movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then it gets shelved again. Then they rewrite it again. Then Star Wars happens. Mm-hmm. So they got to sell point, some toys. They're like, fuck, we're going to be able to sell toys. Right. So now they after Star Wars happens, they go into this like full fledged. Let's get this thing fucking made and make all the cash. We just can. They bring in everything. Everything they can bring in, except a script. <laughs> they just rewrite the same fucking thing over and over again. Like, just ditch the disaster script and start over. Right. They never do that. They never do that. They never do that. They actually tried to rent the Dykstra Flex system from George Lucas mm-hmm. to do this. Right. And he was like, fuck off. Right. He didn't say fuck <laughs> off. He gave them, a, he, he said, oh, I can uh, give you an estimate on what it'll cost to rent this. And it was so high that it was basically saying, fuck off. Uh, it was $400 million in 2002 money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someday you're going to pay me this. Instead, Disney comes up with its own robotic camera system that they call ACES. 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 Is that an acronym? Like- yes. Automatic Camera Effects System. Okay. So it's just a robot track so that they can do the camera over the matte painting and then the camera with the model and sync them up. I would have gone with uh, ACEs, assholes controlling everything stupidly. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's, that's actually their other system that they have in the corporate office yeah okay okay yeah that's in accounting Uh, and i guess it used double exposures as well so it sounds very sophisticated but the sort of story on it is is that it was way the fuck better than the the dykstra Dykstra. okay Okay. like they just built like the all these engineers at disney are like but we could do it like no we gotta get these lucas guys in they they know what they're doing they built that fucking thing in his garage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that's what happened right and uh, so they build a much better one, but probably doesn't get used a whole lot because of the fucking disappointment that this thing was. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it doesn't even really get used that much in here. Like, there's not that oh, many there exteriors. It, there is in the beginning, but yeah. not like in Star Wars. No, I, there's a bunch. And especially since I've watched this twice in the last month, the beginning, there's more of this Ace's camera going over the mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. They did more shots. 
than there was in the first in a new hope say it's just they were shorter they cut them together and they kind of used them up real fast yeah yeah and there's no like i mean the the whole death star sequence at the end that's like you know that's a lot of fucking shit right there this just never has that no it never does that it just does more in the front end right than a new hope did on the front end and there wasn't multiple like their combination moves were boring Oh, like when you get uh, uh, chicken and sweet and sour pork. Yes. The combination moves. You put them in your mouth at the same time. <laughs> okay. And your mom's Still like, gives you diarrhea. Just mix them up. And you're like, nope, I'm going to do the meet you there. <laughs> I'm doing the meet you there. Uh, <laughs> no, but like if they're doing the combo moves would be like when the in Star Wars, when the ships look like they're banking heavily or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. the sort of robot going two ways, two axes with the camera on this is like, oh, it's going sideways and then under the ship. Like, it's still just shit floating there. Right. There isn't any space battle. So it's like, oh, my. I'm watching it being very impressed by how smooth it is going. Yeah, I think this thing is probably better. Mm-hmm. Too bad you didn't put anything in front of it. Right, exactly. And the, the model's pretty impressive, and they, like, leave it unlit half the time. Exactly. It's just, like, that fucking model weighed 175 pounds. Wow. Somebody spent a fucking long time on that thing, and they only get a couple good shots right. of it. Right, I know. Or they just, all of it ends up on the cutting room floor because we have to have 75 minutes of word salad in between two special effects yeah, sequences. It's insane. I wonder where that's at. Like, uh, it belongs in a museum. Uh, some co- private collectors got that model, or if it's still like Disney. Because I think Disney's still a little proud of this movie. A little bit, except, I mean, their special effects guy mm-hmm. retired after this. He was so disappointed. Yeah. And it wasn't like they're waiting for the returns. It was like, oh, it's broke. We didn't, or we didn't make it because it made 35 against 20. It did okay. Okay. But it was supposed to make Star Wars money, right. and they're going to sell all the toys. Toys are in the landfill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you, you got people ending their career at Disney, not because they the returns came back. Like Once they saw kind of how it turned out, they're like, well, that was a shit way to go out, but you know what? I'm done here. Yeah. And then uh, Winston Hubbler died in the middle of production, or in pre-production. Who's so he didn't- Winston Hubbler? Hibbler, sorry. Oh. He was the one that was the caretaker of the project that I said wrote. Oh, Peter the man. Pan the man. Yeah, the company man. The company man yeah. died before they even started shooting. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, well no, it doesn't. Not. He's like, oh, the <laughs> black hole's gonna be great. <laughs> He's got a new outlook on life. <clears throat> I think one of the things, and this is sort of, there's a lot of misinformation about this is, some say that there's like 150 map paintings used. Some say there was 150 map paintings made, but only like 13 users. Others say, oh, 50 times they only used. What I can gather is that a lot of the map paintings weren't very good and didn't get used. Yeah. And even the ones that were good got way used. There is there got so way much used. fucking map work in this movie. It's almost like nauseating. And they were a little too much. Yeah. Right. The star, the star drops were too Milky Way-ish. Yeah. It was like. There's a little too much going on yeah, right now. Right. I thought those were beautiful. Okay, well, somebody liked them. Right. <laughs> uh, beyond that, there was just other production problems, such as... Ernest Borgnine's uh, inability to not be yeah, drunk. Yeah, bringing in heavy hitters at every level mm-hmm. and having Anthony Perkins and Ernest Borgnine, and you're going, well... 
this Joseph Bottoms guy is allowed <laughs> to suck because I don't know who he is. Oh, Joey Bottoms. But you guys, like, one of you, I think, is a knight, and the other one's won two Academy Awards. Try to keep up with Forrester. <laughs> Just try right. to keep up with him. Right. And you can't even keep up with him. No, you cannot. And Ernest Borgnine has no choice because he's, like, given the job of keeping the viewer appraised of what's happening in the film. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> narrator. Sir yeah. Narrator Borgnine. Also, the eyes in the robot that sucks. Oh, my God. Vincent. Yeah. They were supposed to be like this super advanced clicky clacky thing and it couldn't fucking work. And so like on right when principal photography started, they fucking abandoned it uh-huh. and just put some white PVC back there and stuck some rubber nipples on the it's front terrible. of it. It's terrible. His eyes are the <laughs> least robotic thing I have ever seen. The, like just give him a scanner like everybody else does when they don't have a budget. You know, the Cylon scanner. I mean, Maximilian has, has that. It? Yeah. Just fucking do that. You know, he doesn't need eyeballs. They look stupid. It wouldn't have mattered. That whole robot is so stupid looking. I know. But I mean, like, I I don't know. Yeah, he's really stupid. I just can't define why, because R2-D2 is also a rolling trash can. This is a flying trash can. But R2-D2's, like, like charming. (laughs) I mean, he's like... He's like a he's a friend. He he's my little buddy. He's he looks, like a like a like a rolling dog. Like I have that same connection to him. Like I love that little guy. This guy is just like man, I can't stand that little thing. There's in all of the art design in Star Wars movies, there is some thought to functionality. Uh-huh. There is no thought to functionality in this robot. That's the problem. They just stuck stuff together. And then the robot, and that's Roddy McDowell that does the robot. Slim Pickens does the broken robot, Mm -hmm. and apparently it wasn't shitty enough. So the director, Gary Nelson, who goes on to do really bad movies and not good television, uh, he's the only person that said yes to this script also. And he said no to it. Uh (laughs) But then they showed him the model Uh that they were going to use of the spaceship. He's like, okay, fine, I'm in. Right. And then I guess we're not going to really get good shots of that. We got John Ferry. We got, we got this model. He's this like, oh, this is going to be a oh, good movie. Gonna be, yeah. I'm gonna, this is going to launch my career, which it does. It launches it into doing <laughs> shitty movies in the 90s. Uh, Starring Dolph Lundgren, direct to video. <laughs> he did, what's the guy, Robert Urich? He did like an action oh, movie no, in 91 starring, starring Spencer for Hire, right? Uh, wow. Wow is right. Straight to the top. But at one point, he's sort of frustrated with the way that art is going. And the other Bob is the second robot. Wasn't shitty enough, so he just took a bat to him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Somebody worked really hard on that, dude. Not as hard as Gary Nelson did with that bat. (laughs) Got a workout on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's about the size of it. There's some other things I'll mention as we're watching. Okay. Uh, Jackie... Uh, any final thoughts from you before we wrap up? Commentary about the production of the film, not the plot. No. Okay, as if we could say what the plot was, but we'll try. I will put out the disclaimer that I did fall asleep for a few minutes. Okay. And uh, didn't miss anything. Didn't, <laughs> didn't miss, miss anything. Goddamn thing. But then I was like, if I don't sit up, I'm just gonna sleep through this whole movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I so I missed a section. This might be Valium. Uh, this might be fucking Valium for anybody it, out there. It took me two tries. Yeah. When I watched it, whatever, a few weeks ago when I first got Disney Plus, which once we're done with the Marvel shit, I'm canceling as well. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, it took me two tries. I fell right the fuck asleep and then had to pick it back up where I was at the next. And I was like, I will fall asleep if I watch this at night again. Mm -hmm. So I had to watch it during the day to make sure it sucked as bad as it did. And I was like, man, it sucked. Yeah. And then today I took a nap before I came here (laughs) so that I wouldn't (laughs) fall asleep during the daytime viewing of this film. All right, so uh, let's set the stage here. Uh, it's 21.30. There's plenty of exposition in this film to, to bring the young mind of a child into where we're at, but it's 21.30. Yes. Uh, mankind is clearly uh, touring the stars. I don't know if it's all for uh, scientific purposes or if there's, like, space colonization or... Space booty. Yeah, space piracy? or like, Well, you got to get to the uh, Space Mile High Club. So it's just screwing in space? We already have that, so that's not really the future. Like, I mean, that's not. We haven't advanced space at all. If people are still, yeah, of course they're going to go up there and screw. What are you guys talking about? You're just looking at me like I'm, like, how do you not know? Yeah, the ZGJ. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If I if I got shot up into space, I'd I'd have sex. Everybody does. That's not like a not thing. Everybody in space screws. It's supposedly a lot of fun. I guess. I don't, I don't, you I don't know. off and then you do the... As your semen floats gently towards the back of someone else's head. Like, did you just jizz on me again, Pete? Yep. Never quits being funny. You did the song, right? <laughs> Big old glob gets in the circuit board and then the whole entire space station crashes. To the no, ground. it doesn't because NASA knew what would happen. <laughs> They designed <laughs> these are our, semen there are semen circuits. firewalls all over that ship. <laughs> Gary, do you have a good time in space? <laughs> uh, you send out more aloe vera next time. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So it's twenty one thirty. This ship. Uh, I don't know what their fucking mission is, but it's it's a crew of like. Um, there's a son and a dad, Robert hey. Forrester and uh, uh, Joey Bottoms. And kid- I just watched yeah. this twice, and they're related. Yep, yep. it's very poorly divulged, uh, but no, at the end that. of the movie, he starts calling him dad and son. And just like the relationship with this Doctor Kate lady, wait, suddenly Robert Forrester's there together. When, when did that? Wait, has it always been that case? Because they seem like they're not very passionate about their relationship. And I thought she liked Anthony Perkins' character. Too. I did too. I got no clue. And what is Ernest Borgnine there for other than what holding? What is his job? He, his job, he actually holds a sign up that says exposition. Right. And then tells you the backstory poorly. Uh-huh. And then. Which is, I like, I don't know what that backstory is. Also, he's got like a little insignia pin on his neck or something, maybe, but everybody else has like the spaceship patch. Maybe, he doesn't. Maybe he's like supposed to be fucking shitty Scotty. Like, ah, you got that would gray hair the, and a gray beard. And the brown suit. And a different colored suit than he, everybody else. It's no, he's just wearing his clothes. Yeah. There's those are just slacks and a weird sweater. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Those aren't space clothes. Those are like what Ernest Borgnine showed up and in. And he doesn't ever fix any goddamn thing, so he's definitely not an engineer. So I don't know what his job is. I don't know what any of these people's job is because their job <laughs> is to go to uh get distracted essentially. They're on a mission but they're like, "Well, we got to halt the mission because we've found a black hole and oh my god, there's somebody ahead of us. Who could it be? There's another ship there." 
I have to burn it because we just asked it. That was my main question is, what were they doing before? What were they doing before? Because in the middle of the movie, Forrester just says, our mission's over. Uh Uh-huh. What mission? The very first thing that we get narrated to us is the voice of Vincent, who says, I've had to make, he's basically doing Hal's job. I've had to make a slight course correction because if I continue on our current present path, we'll end up in a black hole. Okay, so also riddle to be snarky. Yeah, he's a little snarky yeah, fucking. He's asshole. always quoting uh, uh, the great philosophers like fucking uh, Voltaire and Cicero, and uh, when everybody knows that he should just be like, "Don't count your chickens until they're hatched." Sometimes he screws it up, and he's yeah. like. Don't count your chickens until you're at Shakey's. <laughs> like, what? But I don't think he's like, he doesn't screw it up. The writer screwed it yeah, up. Yeah, the writers didn't yeah. do a good job. Yeah. And they brought in somebody late that was a heavy hitting script doctor as well. Okay. Oh. Made it worse. Maybe. Um, okay, so they get distracted. There's another ship there. Uh, it turns out it's at Astra again. Um, it's her dad's ship because, of course. Yeah. Oh, my God, that ship has been lost for 20 years, years, years. And that was where my father was, was, was. Mm -hmm. And they were, this ship, the Cygnus, was sent into space to find intelligent life elsewhere. One of the only things where I can, they they figure out what ship it is with a pretty bad graphic sequence. Mm Mm-hmm. Then they say something that equates to, well, we could go check it out, but the black hole will probably cause us to run into it because of gravity and all the problems and this seems like a bad idea because this ship the cygnus is like just on the edge of the event horizon something like that like it can't even go a uh, another atom closer to it without being sucked sucked in. in and they're like okay let's do it let's hit the gas punch it gary and mm-hmm. I don't understand how their ship gets broken. Whose? The Cygnus? No. no the, the Oh yeah. Palomino. Okay, I know what you're talking about there. So they go in. Uh, Robert Forrester's like, we got one chance at this, boys. Let's get it right. And they go, get why in are there, we doing this? And then there's no gravity. Like, they're in an anti-gravity well that never gets explained. Uh, where, oh, okay, well, we're good. Well, that was no problem. Let's take a look around. And they turn on their lights, and they're flying under it. And it's it's a really good model. I'm not going to lie. Um, but then all of a sudden, maximum gravity happens. And then the ship starts falling apart. And they fly off towards the black hole. And then the robot some does like puts a door back on. Yeah, one of the hatches blew. And then everything's fine. Every, yeah. Oh, we've got thrusters back because the little the, shitty robot put the, a hatch back on. The what? thrusters were on the whole time. You could <laughs> see them on. So, like, up until this point. Yes, but I didn't say that they were on. There's a couple of, like, really cool muscle flexes that they did with wire work and some other elevator lifts and things that made the zero gravity look okay. And then in the first few tracking shots of the models you're like man this looks okay and you're still wondering could this be good the scores the stores it's strong the, the store the store is open <laughs> uh the score is strong um but 
then this happens. This is like eight minutes in, and you're uh-huh. like, whoop, just took a turn uh, to shit, Bill. Nope, it's dumb. Yep. It's real dumb. Okay. Uh, so they're getting pulled in. Vincent fixes this hatch, and the thrusters get churned on, and they... Uh, uh, they they get out of there and fly back towards uh, the the Cygnus. Um, it should be also noted that that Vincent, while he's out there fixing it, his tether breaks, <laughs> and he's about to float into space. But then he's got it. What looks to me like a cassette tape suction grapple. He like goes and sucks yeah, back onto the he's... ship. But it looks like his attachment device is a cassette tape. It's <laughs> or an eight track. Yeah, <laughs> I it was it was supposed to be like a magnetic thingy, but it does look like a cassette tape. Yeah, props department. My favorite was when he first goes outside and you see the string. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like somebody's lowering him out right. with a string. Right. And I thought, oh, my God, I see the string. <laughs> it did not occur to me for a little bit that he was tethered. Which, to the why thing. is he fucking tethered? Because later, like very much later in this movie, when they're actually in the fucking black hole, he's just flying around grabbing he shit. Flies out and grabs a guy and brings him back. What the? In. F- God damn it! Ah, um, when you want to talk about inconsistencies in this movie breaking its own rules, boy, howdy! Uh, I, the, I, 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 the thing is, is that it never sets any rules up. It does, and I'm going to get okay, into that later. Okay. Um, so Vincent. Uh, or I mean, so they get back to the Cygnus. All the lights come on. Uh, it looks great, good lighting. Uh, I yeah. like the way the model looks when it's all lit up. Uh, and they're like, "Wait, what? Why didn't they say something when we were here before?" But there's clearly people on it because Doctor Kate uh, has ESP, and she is like, "I'm telling you, there's people on that ship. I can feel them." But later, she also only has ESP. With Vincent, the robot. She only has... I can't fucking tell. It seems like she's only got ESP with the robot. But at other points, she says, I can feel something. And the only way that she could have that knowledge is if she's doing a little bit of uh, a little empath. Yeah, she can do, like, empath. And there's a little empathy going on, but... No, not like mental, like... uh, That's what I'm saying. Dr. Dr. Hot buns from dr hot buns <laughs> from tng deanna troy deanna troy right yeah she can do that to people but she can straight up talk to the robot she with her mind up, yeah 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 they have conversations and, and the robots have conversations and it seems to me that vincent and his entire line of robots were built with this esp capability already like oh well we know that there's psychics out there so let's build a line of robots so that they can communicate with the, psych- the with the psychics, rather than building some sort of chip for everybody else to be able to also communicate with the psychics and each other. Let's build robots that can do that. Don't build us to do that, you dirty damn bastards. <laughs> well, not if they turn me into a floating trash can. I'd, I'd trade that for being able to be part of a hive mind. I'd hate making decisions. Somebody else make that decision for me. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. There are some things I don't ever want to know about other people and the way that they think. Oh, yeah, but if you're part of the Borg, Jackie, you just don't care what people's genitals look like because yours are gross as well. Well, after the Borg, mostly it's just like RCA cables. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, everybody's junk is nasty. <laughs> their junk is literally junk. Like nine volt batteries, <laughs> RCA cables. It's like pen. There's a pen cap on there. <laughs> the ladies have a, a little sticker on them that says HDMI in. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, on your butt. There's on like 
there's like one of those three foot tape measures that you can't <laughs> use for anything. Resistance is futile. So they dock, um, and, but no one's there to greet them. They're like, what the fuck? They turn on the lights. They, they let us dock, but nobody's here. Uh, it's pretty dick. Um, and they also use their thrusters to land on the fucking. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Right. God damn it. What gravity? But yeah. no. Yeah. Um. But they're disarmed immediately. There's like a laser turret in the lobby that blasts uh, Forrester's gun out of his hand and incapacitates Vincent's lasers. But then later, Vincent's has his later lasers all. They to go. shot the laser off switch. Yeah, I guess. Well, the hillbilly robot gives him back his ability to use his lasers in a, something okay. that happens off camera because we never see that right no yes we do uh, he, we see him ask and then he turns like some things on on the ship and then they wander out they float off talking but he never goes here's your lasers back buddy <laughs> oh that's true let me just get that button for you yeah um okay so they're like all right well it's not the friendliest greeting um they take a tram to the control tower and inside the control tower there's nobody in there but robots uh there's these like uh black robed guys with glass faces that seem to be like the the worker bots the assholes of the ship as it were from Spaceballs. they're certainly not imperial guards they're certainly not imperial guards oh no no i'm not i'm talking about the guys in the control tower there's also these other robots who are like stormtroopers. They are stormtroopers. No, they're worse shots than stormtroopers. They've troopers. got they've got double guns. Uh, yes, and can't see shit. When I was a kid, I thought these double guns were awesome. Oh yeah, I bet. I was like, why aren't real guns on the top and the bottom? Mm -hmm. Are we stupid? Double guns? Come on now. Well. No, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Because <the> <laughs> uh, you're just going to shoot somebody in the head and in the dick every time. And uh, you're like, argue against it, please. <laughs> uh, now that I've said it out loud, you're probably right. Yeah, like, that would be pretty awesome. Best like, gun ever. Double taps built in. Yeah. Uh, so the these guns uh -huh. in the production so that they could cue the special effects team. They actually had lights okay. built into them, and so they pull the trigger, and the lights would come on, mm -hmm. and that would tell the special effects team when to. But they were always hitting the buttons at the wrong times, <laughs> and some of the like when they're shooting their own men, and it cuts away before they fall down. Uh -huh. That was just like, well, the lights came on, so he shot his buddy, <laughs> and we'll we'll fucking figure it out in editing. <laughs> The uh, actors are just getting in a pew pew contest. Like, no, we're actually making, we're shooting. Film is yeah. rolling right now. We got to keep this now, you dickheads. And I guess the button was a little too easy to hit. <laughs> Trigger happy. Um, there's also another robot in there named Maximilian, and he's like the right hand man of this whole ship. He's a big red dude. He's got a Cylon sensor on his head, and his weapons are blade hands. Like that's he doesn't even get guns. He just he gets has guns. Blade. He what guns? He shoots guns later. Does yeah. He? Okay. He's got guns and he's also a blender. A blender. <laughs> right. For making margaritas for the one person on the ship. Yeah. Got a party. Big margaritas. Speaking of uh, the one person, his name is Reinhardt. 
Uh, he's uh, a renowned scientist. Uh, the I guess the smartest man on the planet. He's Doctor Richards from you know of this Fantastic ship. Four. Yeah, of this ship. Yep. Uh, he looks a lot like Chris Pine with a beard. Yeah. When he's in that stretch movie, is that what you're talking about? He just has the same sort of cheekbones and nose, I think. Yeah. Okay. Same like blue eyes. Maybe he's Chris Pine's dad. Chris Maximilian P- Schnell. It's not. Chris Pine. Bruce still- Pine is. In Chris Chips. Pi- no, Chris- he's the lieutenant in I'm- Chips. He's on TV no. and it's his dad. No, that's his, his do- adopted dad. No, Chris Pine is still on a never-ending quest to find his real father. And he just wanders around Hollywood saying, are you my real dad? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real thing. Um, so he tells them, um, so yeah, I've been out here floating around for 20 years uh, I built a entire line of robots uh, yep. out of parts um, and because the crew abandoned ship because of, he says, a meteor shower. You fucking idiots. Uh, you're in space. Uh, so an asteroid. They ran into an asteroid field and they had to abandon ship. But they like they should be like, but your ship looks pretty okay. Yeah. Well, they do say that. But your ship seems to be functioning now. And he's like, oh, yeah, because we fixed it. So there wasn't a problem? <laughs> Apparently, he's just like, get out of here. Yeah. And then fix the ship so he could just fuck off and do whatever he wanted. Right. He's living on a pleasure yacht. like Pretty much. Yeah. Look at the size of my masturbatorium. Um, in space. And so that was 20 years ago. So he's just been hanging out around this black hole. And uh, they're like, oh, that's pretty weird. Because he's also a bit nutty. He's also got some of that Vincent in him where he's, like, quoting fucking He claims to have been in a 10-year Mexican standoff with a black hole. Right, right. He's built this anti-gravity, like, like uh, force field. Yeah, he's, like, it's an anti-gravity force field. Just like a Mexican standoff. You're like, totally not. Nothing at all like that. You are not at all threatening to harm the black hole. It's only threatening to harm you. I think what really disappoints me about this movie <laughs> uh, is that all of these people are supposed to be super brilliant, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they all talk like normal people, like your grandma or your dad, right? And they all say stupid shit. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, you're supposed to be like the best of the best, and you act like a fucking moron. Or fucking professional, because in one, I know exactly what you're talking about when, the sh- when they're in the Palomino and it's uh, getting ejected towards the black hole that we already discussed. The son, Joey Bottom, says, Wow, she's really bucking like a Bronco. Like, dude, you fuck, Dude, seriously? You made it? You ever seen all the right stuff, you son of a bitch? He, the, the writers didn't know how humans worked. Yeah, right. There's a point when the lights come on. Joey Bottom says, Like a tree on Christmas morning. Oh, my God. No, it's light up like a Christmas tree. The Tree doesn't light up because it's Christmas morning. Yeah, you dickhead. What the fuck? And also, quit fucking just being like, uh, you're in space and everything there is trying to kill you. Quit being like, it's pretty. God yeah. damn it. Um, okay, so uh, they're like, uh, you're a weirdo, but uh, whatever. We're going to make some repairs to our ship, uh, and then we're going to get the fuck up out of here. But Anthony Perkins is like, wow, the greatest mind that's ever lived is here. I'm going to take advantage of this. And Dr. Kate hangs out with him. And then she's like, because I think I like Anthony Perkins, but I'm really torn. Um, I, who knows what the audience is thinking right now? Well, 
symptomatically, she's just a woman and she doesn't have anything to do. Right. <laughs> because this is 1979, so she just hangs out. She's pretty much the uh, space pussy. Because, uh-huh. you know, she doesn't have any talents or special powers. No, she's or- the- other than ESP. Other with than a ESP. robot? I mean, yeah! But it's she's, with a robot! She got nailed too many times and knocked her brain loose, and she's like, I could talk to the robot. And the robot's like, she can't. I just tell yeah. her. Yeah, sure she can. <laughs> she, You know, I just I just speak to her calm that's like right next to her ear, and yeah. she thinks that she's hearing me. Uh, Okay, so they find Bob, the other Vincent, who is all fucked up because the director had a bad day, I yeah. guess. Uh, and so he's like, so here's the deal. Um, yeah, I, I won't skip too far ahead. They Let's just say they find an, a, another the, Vincent. Really what happens is, is that like, well, we need to make repairs to our ship. Mm-hmm. I guess well, you can't explain why we turn, we close the door and that fixed things, but it's not fixed enough. Right. And the guy's like, go ahead. And so they're like, all right. And instead Ernest Borgnine and, uh, uh, Robert Forrester just start fucking snooping around. He just starts snooping, <laughs> checking shit out. Like, what's over here? Huh? Yeah. Like, I'm going to do everything except for what I said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Ro- the guy even told him, like, don't go around the ship un- unescorted. Uh-huh. And all of this fucking bullshit could have been just avoided had they just stuck with the red robot, yeah, gotten but- the shit they needed, and went back and fixed their yeah, shit. Yeah, but that's on Reinhardt. That's like putting a sticker on a big red button that says, do not push this button. You gotta push the button. I do all the time. When yeah. things say don't touch, yeah. that's the first thing yeah, I fucking no, do. No, dude, he, it's his fault. He said, <laughs> yes. don't go snooping around. Well, now I got you. Now I have to. Also, had he made the evil robot give them a full tour, uh-huh. They wouldn't have picked up on anything. Right, right, right. There's nothing to pick up on. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. So Robert Forster goes down to the crew quarters and he's checking that out. But then he sees like this procession of the uh, robed robots that are also in the control room. And they're ejecting Spock into the black hole. Like he's going to start a new planet down there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait a minute. These are robots and they're like burying a guy at sea. Huh? And Ernest Borgnine's like goes into this other the the garden room, the greenhouse, and he's like, "Wow, that's a lot of food that they got in here." Uh, hey, Mister Robot, can you hear me? And the robot doesn't do anything, but then he turns away and walks with a limp off. And Ernest Borgnine's like, "Robots don't limp, huh? Unless they're human robot gardeners." Huh? Sure enough, that's what's going on here. Uh, they go to dinner. Uh, Reinhardt's like, yeah, I'm going to fly this ship into the black hole. Uh, you guys want to go? And Anthony Perkins is like, yes, must go. Uh, and Bob, the robot is like, dude, don't do this. This guy's fucking wacky. He turned his crew into uh deadites uh-huh. and, uh, because they wanted a mutiny because he wanted to go in the black hole. And. Then no one says, okay, cool, we were going to leave anyway. (laughs) And then they do that, and nobody dies, and the guy goes into the black hole just fine. Right, 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 right. That's not what happens. That's not what happens. They're like, I mean, they even, like, you could make a claim that, like, oh, well, they got to save those people, though, like, try to restore them. And and Bob's like, no, those people are fucking dead. Those people are dead. They're just, they're They're, brainless automatons. They're husks. Yeah. Yeah, they're nothing. 
yeah, he can't do anything. Everything right. that made them human has been destroyed. Well, then that guy's going to do his own demise that we were going to do to him. We were going to blow up the ship, and he's just going to do it for us. Let's get the fuck up and out of here. if Anthony Hopkins stays, or Anthony Perkins, hopefully or, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins should <laughs> bring him in, toss him into the black hole while you're at it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, hello, what, Maximilian. Whatever. He's hustling in on my perm action here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, at, at what point? I, I just want to, since we're kind of talking about this crazy guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at what point does he change into his Turkish Duke outfit? Right, where all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, come to dinner." I'm just because he's looking a little Star Warsy in the first scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then in Very the next drab. scene, he's. Got a velour suit and what I accused of being a Nazi war medal, but it's apparently the Order of Canada. <laughs> okay. Uh, the I... highest honor can be bestowed upon a Canadian, <laughs> and he's wearing it with his velour suit. I thought it was Count Dracula's thing. I thought it was uh, Max from uh, Flash Gordon's suit. It's all villain suit, dude. You can't yeah. dress like that. You can't wear fuzzy maroon with no. a war medal. Dude, you're the bad guy. And not be evil. Right? Like, God, uh, this is my dinner attire. Do you wear this when you're by yourself? Of course. Oh, my God, you are even more villainous than I thought. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm alone, I slide down the hallway, and it's because it's very fuzzy. <laughs> I need to push, Maximilian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he's like, guys, um, I want, I want you to stay here because I'm clearly Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly Canadian, weird. Uh, oh yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> good drink. Um, I want you guys to monitor me, monitor me from the Palomino and record the my trip into the black, black hole. hole. Yep, yep. He went in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so none of it makes any sense. Yep. Hmm. He really came apart right yeah, there. Yeah, look at that. Uh, what's happening to us? We're also going yeah, in. Yeah, we've been spaghettified. Um, but Doctor Perkins is like, dude, I don't want to. I don't want to. Or Doctor Perkins. I'm just gonna call him Doctor Perkins. Sure. Fuck ever. Uh, he's like, I don't want to go back and monitor you. I'm staying here. And Doctor Kate is like, wait, dude, I'm getting a a, a communique from a robot who says. Uh, this guy killed his crew and their robots. Yeah. And uh, we need to get the hell out of here. And the reason he's so excited about staying is at one point, the madman is like, oh, we will fly into the black hole and it will give us the universe's ultimate knowledge. Um, What? What? He says you fly into the black hole and then you just get the universe's ultimate knowledge. It's, dude, you've seen... 2001. Okay. You go into the monolith. The monolith is different, but... uh, It's um, really not. Well, anyway, uh, then Dr. Perkins here, he bends it his own way. He's like, what, don't you want to fly directly into the mind of God? And it's like, now you're on a different... You've you've Mm -hmm. taken it to a new... Uh You're just going to get smashed. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Oh, yeah, you're just going to get smashed. (laughs) But that's that's not what the film is doing here. No. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit later, too. Um, So... Uh, she tells him, dude, we got to get the fuck out of here. This guy killed his crew and turned him into robots. And he's like, no way, dude. Uh, let me check this out. And so he goes and pulls off one of their face shields. And sure enough, they've got uh, that guy from The Hills Have Eyes in there. And he's like, he's like, 
Erdman. Ebushosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so then Maximilian's like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have done that, dude, because I'm going to fucking blade hand you. He just fucking kills Anthony Perkins. Yeah. And then so also Anthony Perkins uses the greatest scientific knowledge in the universe to shield him. <laughs> And Maximilian's like, blendified, and so are you. Right. I did not see Anthony Perkins getting stabbed by a blender in this movie. Especially because he's been so underutilized right. at this point. Right. It's like, oh yeah, when's he going to do his thing? And his thing is going, Bleh! and then falling <laughs> out of the shot and being dead for the rest of the movie. And Take that, is, Ben Kingsley. And, yeah. And then this is where it gets weird, right? Because now the, what's his name? Who? Oh, Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Right. Goes, well, um, I guess I'm going to have to turn you into a robot. Yeah. Take her to the hospital. Yeah. And then he's like, don't let the Maximilian hurt me. That was the weirdest fucking line. I don't know what that is. And then he, and before all of that, though, he, he was like, Maximilian, you should not have killed that guy. He was our guest. Yeah. Don't, don't let him hurt me. It's an abusive relationship. I'm not really sure. It's blended in the butthole. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on with these? Actually, I am. And then we find out what's happening with these two later. But right now, you're a little confused. Uh, okay, well, we'll discuss that. Uh, I've got some theories. Um, so, it, she goes down. She gets taken to the surgery room, which is robot conversion uh, therapy, I guess. They just, they're vegetable. They lobotomize you yeah, yeah. with a laser. And, and then, then teach you how to control a giant spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, Just mash, as long as everybody mashes the one button over and over again uh in the right cadence, uh it's fine. So he's just got 50 people, 50 buttons, and they just mash them. A thousand monkeys will eventually write the greatest American novel, right? Yeah. Yeah. How has that thing not crashed into the black hole yet? (laughs) Uh, He's like, the rest of the crew, liquidate them. So So they put him on a 50% off sale. Uh, wait, I'm supposed to have the red tag. No, you get the yellow one. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. I want to be red tagged. Uh, so Robert Forrester's like, we got to go save her. Uh, so he and the Vincents uh, go down and uh, uh, blow up some robots, and they bust her out of the, the machine, and she's wearing a cellophane uh, sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of trapped yeah she's wrapped up like a burrito uh-huh. and this is when we find out that she has romance with robert forrester probably because she doesn't have arms to defend herself at this <laughs> point it's like oh i love you and she's like okay as long as this isn't super rapey just save me get me out of here please <laughs> then they have a big laser shootout in apparently the uh starship's carpet storage facility yes uh rolls and rolls of carpet yeah gorgeous red and blue and greens their original mission was to find a small moon (laughs) and then just cover it in carpet come to carpet planet where everything is liquidated including the staff tumblers are better than pumpers (laughs) really (laughs) yeah yeah, the whole planet moon because you can tumble oh yeah yeah, the low gravity and the carpet like why are you quoting tim and eric all of a sudden (laughs) okay uh so they get pinned down in a hallway on their way back to the ship and uh they're like just take off without us 
And so the son, uh, Joey Bottoms, and Ernest Borgnine are like, okay, we'll go, we'll come get you guys. And the son's like all <laughs> action packed. And then Ernest Borgnine just eats shit into a fucking console table. He doesn't <laughs> even eat shit. He just lays down and goes, oh, broke my leg. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. He's just kind of holding on to his knee, like, I broke it. I broke my leg. It's totally broken. Go on oh, without me. Okay. I'm no good. Could you make it back to the ship? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's broken. Oh, it's real broken. I think it broke it twice. I'll make it back. Don't worry about me. The longer I sit here talking to you, the more it's breaking. I should yeah. just walk back to the ship. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> uh, yeah, his leg isn't broken. He fucking uh, goes right back to the ship and launches it by himself. <laughs> like, peace out, bitches. <laughs> I don't even know what my job was. I'm out of here, but apparently I can launch the ship on my own. Not really. Yeah. In fact, he's doing a real bad job launching the ship because at this point, I don't even think that Reinhardt would shoot him down. Because but because care. he's about to crash back into the ship, he's like, shoot that asshole shoot down before he hits down. us. That's what happens when you drink and drive. Yeah, right. Borgnine. Uh, yeah, he he shoots the ship, and then the ship like crashes into his ship, which so he, they're both idiots. Yeah. Um, maybe it would have like it worked out. I don't know. But he's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We're going in this black hole. Uh, now. So aim it. Aim the ship at the black hole, robot people. Uh, so the crew is like, oh well, I guess that was a that was a favor to us because he was just going to shoot us down anyway. So let's uh let's go to the probe ship that he sent out earlier into the black hole and came back out of the black hole. I don't really know how that worked. But that'll take us to our destination, which is it, X. It has an anti-gravity force field. Yeah, right. Of course it does. Uh-huh. Just like the Cygnus does, I guess. I don't think the Cygnus had it. It did. It's how he was able to create a Mexican standoff against a black hole. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I don't know about the science here. Um, so they're heading for the probe ship, and then asteroids come out of nowhere and fuck up the Cygnus. Like, it, this guy is pulling into traffic. Like, dude, you got to look to your right when you're turning left. You got to look both directions. He just goes straight into this fucking asteroid belt. Are they asteroids or are they glowing space gobstoppers? Gobstoppers of space. I yeah. thought it was somebody's lava lamp. Yeah. Oh, that's what it looks like, but they're molten flying space rocks. So, And one of them goes through the carpet tunnel. Right. Oh, it just fucks everything up. Like, it's smashing the shit out of the fucking Cygnus. Yeah. The, no, you didn't, didn't make it. You didn't make it, dude. You got you to have everything intact. This is a pretty... Nobody's ever done this, and you're going in with about 10% of the ship you had before. Yeah, and most of that that's left is on fire. Right? Yeah, no, you fucked up. You got to look the other way. Like, sensors are reporting an asteroid storm coming. Okay, Let's go to the black hole. No, dude, get the what, fuck out of the way. And make sure everything's perfect first. What are the sensors saying? Uh, they're saying we're unattached from the ship and we're in the black hole. That's what they're saying. Proceed. And this is where shit gets weird for me. And I, I'm having a really hard time following this movie because I, I understand they're running towards the, the pod ship. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's an asteroid thing and that destroys most of the ship but then they don't get sucked out they still have all the oxygen and it, they don't freeze to it death it crashes into the part of the ship the c compartment that they're in 
Yeah. They are not sucked into the vacuum of space. No. There, it, 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 There's a scene later where they almost get sucked into the vacuum of space where they're in the garden. But that actually just causes a space snowstorm. Right? It just snows on them and they're uh -huh. like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, the robot is frozen. None of the people are. But the robot is. The robot's the chilly. Yeah. Get oh. that robot a sweater. Yeah, he needs a Where's Ornish Borgnine? <laughs> Uh, up on the control deck, a TV falls on Reinhardt. Yep, it's a really big TV. <laughs> this was so dumb. It was super dumb. And then he's calling for Maximus, Maximilius to help him, and the robot's like, fuck you, and just lets the elevator close, and he beats it. Yeah, like, I gotta go kill these other people. I don't know why we have such a weird relationship. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you hang a TV directly above your, like, that you don't even watch that TV? It's just, a like, a big screen above your head. It's a death machine. Mm -hmm. What does that even do? You deserve to die. Uh, so Maximilian uh, blocks their path uh, from getting to the probe ship. And him and Vincent have to fight. And uh, Vincent distracts Maximilian long enough for the, the people to get by. Yes. Uh, and then Vincent uses a tummy drill to punch a hole in Maximilian. While Maximilian is trying to electrify him. Right. And then Maximilian's just like, and floats into the black hole. Yep. Meaning they were in space. Like yeah. there's people crawling around on the exterior of the probe ship that is flying through space. Well, they've, they've gotten into the red fog of the black hole. Oh, the, oh there's oxygen and. Uh, no, the red fog of the black hole. Is breathable? Well, it's all breathable. Sure. Uh, you just walk around in space. Okay. There's gravity, and there's like like one G of gravity, and not a giant uh, crushing black hole. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Bob has died, though. That's sadly we've lost Bob, the trash yes. can, other trash can. He didn't, he uh, lost his gizmogazoink and mm -hmm. his stabilizers quit. And you're like, why didn't you die an hour ago? Yeah, it's kind of like, dude, how many things are wrong with you? He dies in Vincent's arms, essentially. His and laser stems. <laughs> uh-huh. And Vincent, we can't tell if he cares or not. Because, because his eyes are eyes suck. PVC with rubber <laughs> nipples. <laughs> And he just turns around, like, okay, and turns around and flies off. Yeah. And nothing ever is spoken about Bob for the rest of the movie. Huh, you soulless bastard, Vincent. They get into the probe ship. They get to the, and this is the best part about this sequence of being in space without oxygen or gravity, is that they have to climb. It's so hard to climb to the top of this probe ship, uh -huh. but then... The kid falls off of it and starts floating away. And like, why are you climbing? Just jump up there. Right. There's no gravity. What are you climbing? What are you climbing right now? He's floating away. He doesn't need to climb. Yeah. And and now this is the way we talked about earlier where uh, fucking Vincent just flies over there, grabs him, turns around and brings him back. Yeah. And you're like, why did you have a tether? That doesn't make any sense. You're a little spaceship on your own. Um. Also, you're in a black hole and you're just. Doing whatever. Yeah, there's no rules to this black hole at all. Not any rules. Like, literally no rules. It's like North Korean basketball. hey -oh. Anybody know about that? <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Um, so they get into the probe ship. They take off. And immediately Robert Forrester's like, well, so much for that plan. 
there's already a set flight path and we can't do anything about it. It's going straight to the black hole. And then it just twirls around in circles and everybody's like, yeah, it goes into spin cycle. They go into the black hole and it's just a washing machine. Yeah. And there's some pretty incredibly bad sound design happening Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. They do stuff like that instead of there is layered sounds of them saying things. That's kind of interesting. But whoever's doing the audio cutting puts some bad stuff in there, and it just sounds like they're going <laughs> in space. And then, ah! and then yeah. they cover their faces. Uh-huh. And then we get into the monolith itself because we see Reinhardt floating for a moment. He's now got really long hair. Yeah, he's And got... his beard has grown a lot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it's that rapid age sequence that Bowman went through in that one weird room with maybe. himself. Um, and then Maximilian flies up to him, and they appear to hug they, tightly. I have seen a lot of the space opera anime. Okay. This is what lovemaking in space looks like. Okay. They make love in the glory of the black hole, and then they become one. Two have become one. That is because true. now he's inside, not just his peepee, uh-huh. but his whole person is uh-huh. inside Maximilian. Yeah, he really got in there. <laughs> and uh, as it turns out, when you make love to an evil robot in space black hole, you can become the king of hell. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there. Okay, uh, they do not make love. All right, they do become one. Sure. And what this is is the ninth ring of hell. You're absolutely right that it's hell. And the reason why it's the ninth ring of hell, I well, actually, I don't know why it's the ninth ring of hell, but this has got to be some sort of script cleanup. Like, we're, well, this isn't poignant enough. we got to do say try to say something. At the very beginning of this movie, when they see the black hole for the first time, one of them says, oh my God, it's like Dante's Inferno. Yep. And then another, the kid, Joey Bottoms, says... Every time I look at it, I just kept seeing, expecting to see that red guy with the horns. When they pan away from Maximilian and uh, Reinhardt, the the entity that is them now, clearly ruling the uh, 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 the the minions, the the trapped, the damned uh-huh. that are in the ninth, which are the 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 crew, the robots. Uh, he has posing in a way that his arms. Uh, appear uh, his silhouette looks like he's horned yeah so he is the devil yeah because now they're sneaking religion into this which also may or may not go into the next shot uh, uh, which is I don't know who but a ghostly form flying through an aisleway of glassy mirror looking stuff Yeah, there's some real heavenly things happening there's an angel Mm -hmm. But but it's not any of the people on the ship no. because the next thing we see of them, they're just flying in space. See, and I just thought that Maximilius was stuck on a rock and couldn't get down. Damn it, I'm up here. <laughs> yeah, and he's just stuck. And then a little help. And then we cut to this beautiful mirror collage thing, uh-huh. right? And then all of a sudden you see the the spooky ghost. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. Are they going to heaven? I think that that's what this movie is saying. No, because um, if you uh, like, if you look at any of the artwork of Dante's Inferno, he's not just stuck up there, Jackie. That is a s- straight up clone of one of the frames or one of the uh, 
what are those called? They're not called illustrations in the ye olde time books. They're uh, like a... I don't know, illustrations. A, a really elaborate painting sure. to describe the scene. Um, it's it's one of those. Mm. Yeah. So... But with the problem with them going to heaven is, is like the angel goes through the tunnel, but then it's just a spaceship approaching a planet. Maybe. Well, that's is my the first planet question. heaven... Are they fucking dead? That's my qu- first question. Well, everybody's dead. It's a black hole. Well, I understand, but in the context of the movie, they're dead, right? I don't think so. They're flying flying to a planet. Then who the fuck is this spooky ghost flying through the glass hallway? That's just somebody else. That it was also It's a long-haired up? person that we don't have in the movie. Uh, I'm going to go with cafeteria worker. <laughs> <laughs> She's finally free of her hairnet, and she is taking full advantage thank you jesus mm. she's heading up there uh she's got the pharaoh and she's flying through so if this movie has now taken a religious turn what is it saying it can't it doesn't it fails itself miserably because it cuts to a shot it, the mirror thing in the angel are abandoned and then it shows them and then it shows them approaching a planet or they or I, i'm still going with it they're dead this is their heaven that's well, shitty. Yeah, it sheep sucks. go to heaven. Goats go to hell. Um, is it saying that, like, is is it a diss on science? Because that was Reinhardt's entire motivation. It wasn't necessarily villainy. Like, uh, I'm gonna take over shit for power. He wanted to take over shit so he could do his job. Sure. Uh, which it, he was a scientist. He was a, a knowledge explorer. Is is the movie saying that if you push too far with your science that you're going to you're going to start rubbing up against God's rules and he's going to you're going to end up going to be a devil. May I if it's saying that it did a bad job. Eat my fucking ass is what I'm saying if that's what it's saying. Yeah. I, but I don't know what else it could be saying. Why are you putting religion into this? I'm not sure. What well, what was the fucking point? Where are they? On their way to heaven. No, in a spaceship. In a spaceship. You no, can go there. He goes to That's how go Bowie to, went. He rides a robot into hell <laughs> from the inside. That that makes more sense than, oh, we'll stay in the spaceship anyway. I don't, don't know. No, they're the, just approaching some planet that's probably uninhabitable. Okay, well, Maximilian and Reinhardt clearly go to hell. So there is religion there, and then there's a spooky ghost flying down a glass hallway. So they're, maybe they just go through, like, God or Satan's, like, pass. You guys just yeah, that's I think what's go happening. Go on through. Do not skip. Go. Do not collect your two hundred dollars. Angel of the black hole says you can go through to mm-hmm. this. What's that? You're the place of your demise. Not where we are. Yeah. That's where it is. Not where we are. Get the fuck out. A planet <laughs> that if there is life will eat you. Uh, or if the bacteria doesn't kill you immediately. Immediately. Okay. Uh, I already asked my question. Um, they're not dead. Is Sam's answer. Okay. Uh, the, which would lead me to my question. How long before they die? <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah, space travel doesn't really work, guys. Uh, we're fucked. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. The bacteria is a problem in space. You got, you can't just go out. You got to, like, it's a thousand years. You got to fucking build up your immune system to that shit if, if it's habitable. Or the flip side is you step out and are fine and everything else on the planet dies. Yeah, or, yeah, that's the other thing the paradox of time travel either as well you go back in time you kill everything else you go forward in time you're instantly dead yep uh jackie question no i didn't want to waste my brain power on a question really 
Mm, Um, And, you know, the thing is, I asked my questions as we went along. And and like I said, once we got to the asteroid field, I had no idea what the fuck was happening. And then it just got weird. Oh, it's really loosey-goosey at the end. And I'm like, okay, so this was an ending for a different movie? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it does kind of seem like a lot of mashed up. I mean, not just the religious thing, but like even like you're saying, like as soon as he points that ship towards the black hole, it seems like a bunch of things that were in other scripts are suddenly put into this yeah. film. Like, well, just, now it's the ending for the disaster movie. Yeah, right. The part that they never got rid of. Yeah, yeah, I don't and know. And they had to do all these things to make that work rather than just ditching that part. And, and the Ernest Borgnine taking off and getting shot thing, that seemed like it didn't fit. And I think Ernest Borgnine is an early ad because it's the Poseidon adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to do it again. No, I mean, the never, character, not yeah. necessarily the cast, the character like him getting shot out of space and not being able to fly that thing very well just didn't fit. He doesn't fit in space. No. Uh, and the, the carpet sequence didn't fit. It just... I, I'm with you, Jax. It seems like it wasn't just a disaster movie that they just stole oh, yeah. from. It seemed like a bunch of other things. It just didn't fit with anything. Pieces of eight scripts yeah. shuffled together. Right, like a deck of cards. Um, my last question is, what the fuck was Reinhardt waiting for this whole time? He was up there for 20 goddamn years by himself. He didn't. Right outside the black hole. Just go in. He didn't want to shred the gnar and have no one see it. Right. That's the only thing he was like, I'm going to do a backflip off this kicker. Oh, my God. That's you guys so have stupid. to watch me do it. What if nobody shows up, Reinhardt? He has to wait forever. You are going to be dead. Eventually, you get tired and you do the backflip. and You're like, well, I guess nobody's going to fucking believe me. Oh, my God. 20 years? I yeah. I probably would have punched that engine after about six months. Let's, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done up here by myself. This masturbatorium isn't as awesome as I thought it was going to be. Let's go in, baby. Yeah. Having sex with women that just say, oh, man. It's <laughs> awful, as it turns out. Uh, Sam, uh, any questions? Why did they fight at all? They could have just not done anything and everybody would have been happy. Let's blast off, nuke the thing from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Like, why? What is it? Because we had some. What, they don't have a real mission. Like, no. okay, thanks for letting us fix your ship. At every point where he's like, okay, well, let's create conflict. That if they're the only thing that can follow my new plan is to create conflict with these new people. Uh huh. The only way for me to fuck up my whole plan is for me to just fuck up my whole plan. I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. I wanted them to watch me shred the gnar. Damn it. Why did I screw that up? Yeah. Now I'm fucking waxing philosophically like a dickhead. Oh, God. Ugh. ugh. Um, all right. Final recommendations on the black hole. Uh, Jackie, let's start with you. I know where you're going to be at. Uh, no. Yeah. Don't do it. Okay. Not even if you have the flu. It was it was just terribly boring. And yeah. it was very chaotic um, with its storyline. I mean, I rarely get lost in a mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that those two dudes were related. I Right, right. You know, there was just some weird stuff that happened and I was like, Oh, okay, yeah. Despite the fact that you're getting you're getting so much verbal exposition. That you're still missing, like, what, huh? Yeah, like, why is this happening? What? Oh, okay. You know what? I'm just going to roll with it. Oh, that happened, huh? Okay. Yeah. And I just don't like movies like that. That that just make me feel like, wow, what a fucking pile of shit waste of my time. (laughs) And I mean, it's not that I hated it, hated it, because it had some cool features in it. It, Visually, it was was okay. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just... There's 10 minutes on either side 
of a grand canyon of boredom. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, I, I had to force myself to stay awake. Sam? I want to say do because of its historical significance in yeah. terms of tanking, but as and that I also want to say do because I watched it in the last twice in the last three weeks. But as I said, fell asleep first time, had to do it twice, had to take a nap knowing that I'd fall asleep. I can't be like do it because you'll fall asleep. <laughs> right? Do you have problems taking a snooze? You have problems sleeping. Watch this movie. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, this is a don't for me as well. I th- I almost thought that we were going to discover a that this would be a bad movie debunked uh, episode. It is not. This is a bad movie. It's bad. There is a lot of people on the internet who are giving this uh, very high ratings. Uh, maybe maybe some nostalgia, but some people are like, yeah, there's a really good movie buried in here. There's not. There's guys. not. This is a pile of crap. A, it's boring. You guys covered that, but I'm going to cover that. A, C. Uh, 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 it's very scientifically flawed, obviously. Sure. It's not good science fiction. It's not good adventure uh, because of the boring factor. But my biggest annoyance with it is the fact that it can't decide what it wants to be. Sure. Um, when I said earlier that it breaks its own rules about the science and stuff, the reason why I say that, and you say that there was never any rules established, there was because they bring in science Sure. Uh, uh, there's, there's at the beginning, they're, they're talking about things like an event horizon and, uh, the rules of a black hole. And, uh, at one point, uh, Reinhardt mentions an Einstein Rosenberg bridge or Rosenbridge. Um, uh, that's pretty heavy, uh, science right there. Um, you know, talking about a wormhole and things of that nature without ever actually addressing it is making the audience assume, uh, uh or assuming that the audience is going to know what a wormhole would be. Sure. Uh, and then they just shit all over that because of this compilation of scripts that just completely aren't related to each other. Um, uh, and that, again, if you're going to try to hold on to this idea that there's a good movie in there, there can't be because one of the only things they held on to was a set piece for a gimmick film. Right. That if it, if it had worked out the best it could have, it would have been... A fucking June release trash gimmick film. Uh huh. Uh huh. The Concord Affair. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. And and then the amount of fucking just verbal exposition is just Ugh. atrocious and unnecessary. Um. It sucked. This is a bad movie. There's I. The model work is great. The score is great. Uh, not the score. The theme is great because the score is crammed in in inappropriate places. But yeah, it's it stinks. Do when not. we started watching it, you're like, I don't know. There's going to be. And I was like, nope, I just watched it. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Do not. Do not from me. Uh, okay. So there you go. On this week on streaming do's and don'ts, we've got a weird one uh, that's currently on Prime uh, called... Um, Yellow Hair and the Fortress of Gold. Now, Jackie, you didn't watch this, so go ahead and say. I didn't watch this one. Good. Um, got that out of there. Uh, <laughs> starring uh, Lori, uh, Lori Lofton, uh, uh, Aunt Becky from uh, Full House. No, not Lori. Uh, Lori. Laura Linden, I think is her name. Lori Linden. Oh. Um, look it up. She's the gal from. Hundra. She's Hundra, and she's in uh, what's the one with Bruce Campbell? Where Maniac Cop? Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was in Maniac Cop. That's true. Um, she teams up with uh, another guy called the Pecos Kid or something like that, and it's like a goofy goofball western 
that ends up being about uh, Aztec buried treasure with a race of Aztecs, a race, uh, Aztecs, um, still living uh, underground, the, whose entire thing is to keep greedy people away from the mountain where the gold is at. Lorraine but, Landon. Lorraine Landon. Thank you. Um, Sam, what, what do you what do you think about the uh, yellow hair? Hundred was gold? better. Hundred is better. Uh, I still liked it. Uh, it was on the edge of a don't mm-hmm. because it does get a little meh. Yeah. In points and a little cartoony, like uh, it bumpers cartoony. Uh, th- there was a weird thing about it where it was like there was a narrator at the beginning and the end narrating to kids like in a movie theater. Like, yeah. Like, next week, like it was a serial. Yeah. It had serial bumpers mm-hmm. and it doesn't have any reason to have serial bumpers. And it's not like it looked like they decided to put serial bumpers on the end after they got... Oh, this isn't exciting enough. Let's add cereal bumpers right. to spice it up. Yeah. No, it looks like that was the intention from the beginning, and it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense because what's in between the bumpers isn't kid stuff. Uh, there's a lot of people getting murdered. Like, yeah, uh, she almost gets raped a couple times. Yeah, right. Uh, wearing very skimpy clothing, and uh, yeah, she doesn't get them out. A bunch but. of weird naked Indians, and uh, um. Uh, there's guys that get like molten, like uh, fucking Daenerys's brother. We get the crown of gold yeah. poured on him, and there's also this weird, cool thing uh, where the Aztecs have like decoy guys. Yeah, <laughs> so they cover themselves in gold paint, uh-huh. and then they stand still. But they also have like decoys, like fake guys that are just mannequins that look the same. Not really. Right. Uh, but it works perfectly because if you decide to shoot one of them, you're always going to pick the wrong. Like, always. Every time you pick the wrong and you shoot a deacon, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's obviously not a real guy. And since I shot that one, I'm not even going to try to shoot again because I don't know who's real now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked this movie. Yeah. Uh, there were some wild stunts in it, some wild ideas. Um, uh, so I'm going to give it a do. It's not a big do, but it's a do. I'm going to give it a do, and I think the thing that pushed me over the edge is the shithead that they got to, to pretend to be David Cassidy sucks right. so bad yeah. that it like halfway through you you get done hating him and you're like man you stink in a great way <laughs> and he doesn't really do like I was like oh I got to find more of it and he doesn't really do a whole lot of other stuff yeah and it ends with like a Butch Cassidy Sundance Kid kind of sequence it's pretty weird yeah like, the entire well then it's also like whoa what that. next week she's gonna fight some other guys and then I... the main bad guy gets away. Uh-huh. And he's like a gay general or something. Yeah, that dude, guy he, was funny. He was a great character. Yeah, yeah. This sounds really interesting. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it's definitely a do, uh, even if it's not your cup of tea. It's weird enough that it it might strike some buttons for you. Um, we got some hate mail this week, guys. Yahoo! We haven't had hate mail in a long time. I love uh, hate mail. We must be getting good at this or something. I sure. Know. All these compliments. Um, <clears throat> regarding our, this was a comment on uh, stinkermadness.com. Uh, go there if you would like and comment on any of our episodes or our blog posts. Uh, all our movies are listed there, and anyone can comment. Uh, wow, they actually went to our website to to send us hate mail. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Cool. All right. I'd, ra- let's I'd hear rather it. get emails from anybody, but this guy uh, was too lazy for that, or maybe cowardly. I don't know. Uh, this was on our guess, okay. or okay. it became necessary to destroy the world in order to save an episode. Um. By a guest commenter 
going under the pseudonym of Timothy Leary. So we know what the fuck we're about to get involved in Oh, here. my God. <laughs> Please tell me he misspelled words or used like. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. If you go by Timothy Leary on the internet, you're a dickhead. Uh, I came to this podcast wanting to hear a review, pro or con, of this film. And what I got was a PC sermon from millennials mm, who prepared to be mad about everything. Oh, my God. We're young. <laughs> right. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, card me for beer next. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, oh my God. Well, okay. Okay. Let okay. Let okay. Oh, and we're okay. angry. We're angry people. Okay. Go yeah. on. Uh, who prepared to be mad about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's trying to say, like, that, like intentionally be mad about everything, sure. but, like, prepare to be mad? Is that, like, you t- you cram in an app before? I, I think to prep? what he's saying Maybe watch is some that tape? I am not genuinely an asshole who gets angry about the silliest things. Yeah, but how do you prepare for that? I have like, to pretend to do that when it's not the case. I actually no, am this much pre- of an asshole. I'm, I'm, I'm getting what you're saying, but what, what's prepping to be mad you get in the mirror uh-huh. and you like whoosh, 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 <laughs> and you make weird faces and noises and you're like mm, chocolate milk makes me mad <laughs> i hate puppies i hate them <laughs> i just skip my nap <laughs> that i have to take because i'm a millennial yeah because we're yeah we don't uh, have to take naps you, you definitely don't need a snickers because that'll cure that mad right up uh, yeah and, and i mean like and I only give myself non-sugared cereal, mm-hmm. oh, right. yeah. like grape nuts. Yeah, yeah, grape nuts will piss you off for two hours after you eat. Pull it like, out of your teeth for the rest of the week. Yeah. Okay, I, okay so I'm ready. I'm prepared okay. now. Okay. Right, okay. I suppose I will not listen to any more episodes, considering the snowflake syndrome is dominant here. Snowflakes? Yeah, yeah we're a bunch of snowflakes, apparently. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and no, I am not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Saying you're a Gen Xer is like 50 times worse than saying you're a boomer. Oh, my God. Like if, you if drink Pepsi. If you're being a, like, if if anybody is an ageist, and I tr- I do everything I can to be not ageist, and you say, by the way, I'm not a boomer, because the boomers did some good things. Sure. The yeah. Gen Xers did fucking nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, if you're going to be a Gen, do what we do. Stand on the outside. Watch it. Don't do a thing. Yeah. <laughs> let it let it hash out between the old and the young. Yeah. Whatever. Damn it. Uh, I'm a Gen Xer who appreciates the grindhouse slash sleaze slash driving movies of the 70s in all their hedonistic glory. Go fuck yourself. You use it to jerk off. Oh, uh, so I'm thinking big truck type of guy. Oh, I girls I, on the mud flaps. I'm not even going to make no. assumptions on what this person is for a living. Jackie, he doesn't deserve that. Get over yourselves. Jesus Christ. FFS. What's that? For fuck's sake. Uh, oh, Jesus. Or did you mean Jesus Christ? He was. Uh, uh, it's an uh, spelled A-A-N. There you go, Jackie. It's oh. an absurd comedy movie. It's not. It's not very it's funny. It's not a comedy movie in the least, dude. It's a social statement movie. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Go protest to the president of Evergreen College or something and let him embrace your sensitivity. Well, I would, but I don't think that Evergreen College is a real place. I think you got that from The Simpsons. No, it's real. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I can't protest on Evergreen College because I have a, uh, uh, what's the, oh, God damn it, I fucked up my own joke. 
Oh. Probation violate? No. Uh, <laughs> can't come within. 20. Yeah, a restraining order. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, you didn't do that very I was, well. I was looking for co-eds. And I, I got, I've got a, uh, a protection order. I can't go within 30 uh, yards of any real knowledge. And I love how this guy's like, God, your sensitivity. Dude, you got bent the fuck out of shape about gas. Are you fucking kidding? You're you're coming to us talking about yeah, sensitivity? What? Like, how dare you say these things about gas? Gas? The fuck, man? Look at yourself in the mirror once in a while, you fucking ding dong. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I appreciate being called a snowflake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace the fact that I love my planet. And you know what? I am a peace loving, hug your neighbor, nice fucking person. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'm good with that because snowflakes are beautiful and mm. they rehydrate the planet. Hmm. <laughs> and kill dickwads that go too fast in SUVs. <laughs> get, them us, get enough of us together. You're going to slide right off that road, buddy. That's right. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, like, for a Gen Xer, I like to diss on us saying things about gas. He really probably should check out our St. Elmo's Fire episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Or, I mean, all of it. Like, yeah, I guess I, I really want to be like, okay, you should listen more and then really see if you actually hate us. Yeah. Actually, uh, no. Go no. fuck yourself. Never listen Whatever. to us again. Um, uh, But if you want to listen to more episodes and send more hate mail, we I like it. Sure, it's fun. It is fun to get hate mail. I No, I don't want to have anything to do with the people that are like, you're just per- like... Like, you were telling me that you, you, somebody came into your shop and wanted fuck your feelings Trump 2020 uh, uh, license or uh, banners on their car or something no, like that. No, I no, that's not what I, the place. There's a guy that is next to that got that. Okay, okay. He got that on his tailgate. Which I think is a great fucking thing. That's like a major endorsement for the Democratic nominee. Um, so go ahead, Trumpers, and get those stupid things because you'll be fucked. But what that to me says, fuck your feelings is yes, of course, fuck my feelings. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, like, be sensitive to other people's feelings. So, yeah, fuck my feelings, you fucking dickhead. Fuck your feelings. Well, it was like the one from last, like, when we were talking about last week where it was like a person telling somebody else not to tell people their business is telling them their business. Right. This guy's like getting uber sensitive about us not being sensitive. Like, wait, right. what is it? Yeah, dude. And you, watch that movie. Right. Yeah. Damn it, Have seriously. Have you seen Gas? Sam? Timothy Leary. <laughs> not Timothy <laughs> Fucking butthole. Jesus Christ. And not to mention that it, in today's modern society, maybe <laughs> it's just me, but if you're going to say shit on the internet, use your fucking name. Right. Fucking claim right. up to your oh, shit. Oh, I hate that. I it's hate- like, dude, if you're that much of a fucking coward, then you know what? You don't need to say it. Yeah, come at me, bro. Uh, Sam, uh, you got uh, some final thoughts here? Yes, this week we lost the greatest python. Mm, we did. We did Aww. indeed. Terry Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what most people don't realize is that he's not just the guy that dresses up and acts like his mom. <laughs> Even though that's really funny. Uh-huh. And the other stuff he does is funny. And the Inquisition bit was funny. Mm. Um, I love the Inquisition. Him and Michael Palin were sort of often flying before they brought the rest in. Mm-hmm. And he's basically the, the ringleader, the organizational force behind him. When the BBC was going to melt down the tapes, he was the one that got tipped Why off. Why would they melt down the tapes? They just erase them and use them over again. Dude, we it's had, the Flying Circus. They, That's like one of your most renowned shows of all time. It BBC. is now. And he was saying that had he not saved those and smuggled them out, made VHS copies, because I still think that the, the betas got erased. Oh, man. That's fucking but nuts. But 
he was able to get good masters and he was saying if he wouldn't have done that that they wouldn't have got as much exposure we would have never seen any of it yeah it would have not exist it's currently all the episodes of the flying circus are currently on netflix which is fucking crazy to think they almost like, didn't have it at all that america would have had no idea oh you got you had this four-year window if you lived in london to see the flying circus if you lived on just 30 miles outside of town you know that's too far for the bbc antenna to get to you Nobody would ever saw it. It's yeah. insane to me. He co-directed Holy Grail with Terry Gilliam, mm-hmm. but then soloed uh, Life of Brian, which is my favorite yeah. of their work. Right. And Terry Gilliam kind of, at first, I guess, reluctantly, but then ultimately happily stepped aside and then just did art direction mm-hmm. for the film. And it, I think, sort of shows it's not as absurd. It's a little bit more of a structured movie, and I think it worked better that way. Yeah, I just saw a uh, a tribute, uh, a cartoon tribute on the internet. Probably many listeners have seen it. I think it was on Reddit, um, where it's uh, Terry Jones walking into the pearly gates, and he sees Jesus sitting there, and he's he looks at Jesus and he goes, "Brian," and Jesus looks at him and goes, "Mom." <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he will be missed for sure. Um, next week, Sam, it is your pick. Uh, what are we doing? Apparently, I have not picked one of my reasons why I love bad movies movies, even though I kind of hate the movie, Navy Seals. Starring Charlie Sheen. Starring Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, another Sheener, huh? Another Sheener. And you can't say, na- you have to, I have to say it right, Navy Seals. You can't say it like Navy Seals. It's Navy, Navy Seals. Seals. Right, yeah. yeah like. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Navy SEALs next week, guys. Uh, I think also uh, Prelude, I think we're going to do your, we're going to do Navy SEALs and then Jackie's pick, and then I think we're going to do the Smabfas. Okay. So uh, be ready for that, fans. So have a good week. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.